Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Daily Sports Talk Show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! The Traveling Radio Show continues. What's up, everybody? Hope you had a great weekend, great long weekend for me. And now here we are going a million miles per hour, hitting the ground running live from Spokane, Washington. This is Nuanas Now. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for keeping the dial right here on ESPN Radio. Appreciate you being here. Coulter Nuanas coming to you from the Davenport Grand Hotel, downtown Spokane, Washington. Why? Football season officially here. The Big Sky kickoff media conference happened today over the weekend. Actually, a big weekend in Big Sky Conference world. The Big Sky Conference had, at long last, their inaugural Hall of Fame induction ceremony. They picked the class back in the fall of, I think, 2018. They announced it in the fall of 2019. We were supposed to have the first Big Sky Hall of Fame in the summer of 2020. But here we are finally a couple years later. Got that in. So that was the kickoff of the weekend Saturday night. Sunday, a bunch of administrative stuff and uh, fun barbecue last night. Chance to catch up with uh, a lot of the people people from around the league, a lot of the great people that helped put this event on, uh, and then a lot of people that participated in the event, both coaches, players, media people, and everybody in between. Always a really fun uh, conglomeration and reunion here uh, in Spokane. We appreciate the Big Sky Conference for putting us up and for hosting us. And this is always the official kickoff of football season. So even though we are here the last week of July, we're only a couple weeks away from the beginning of fall camp. Uh, basically, 
the Friday after next, most of the teams around this conference will start their preparations for the 2022 football season. So it's here. Keep soaking up the sun. Enjoy the heat. But football season is uh, it's on top of us, and uh, we can't wait to give you all the best of the best here on Nuanas Now, as well as SkylineSportsMT.com. You want more insight on what's going down here? Go check us out on the social medias. Andrew Houghton, our producer, as well as one of our contributing writers at Skyline Sports, he took some fun videos for you today of some of the interviews with some of the most likely subjects, most some of those usual su- su- uh, subjects, excuse me, uh, from Montana, Montana State. Uh, you can ch- check him out on Twitter. Andrew H202 is what his Twitter handle is. You can also hear those interviews, a couple of them in their full length right here today during the show. So let's take a look at our show outlook presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have in western Montana, give Brent and his team a call today. We're going to get things started off with the Montana Football Hour. Sam Herter, Hero Sports, national FCS senior analyst, will join us here in about 10 minutes. Some good insight from Sam and uh, just a, a different take on what he thinks of the league as a whole and sort of put in perspective uh, on the national level. We're also going to hear from some of the players that were here, namely the representatives from Montana and Montana State. The Grizzlies and the Bobcats expectedly chosen to finish atop the Big Sky Conference. The Montana Grizzlies, the consensus choice, but it actually was razor-thin margin in both the coaches and the media polls. The Bobcats picked second by the media, third by the coaches. So we'll get into the numbers, the points, and uh, all of that here uh, off the top to get the Montana Football Hour kicked off. But it should be, again, a great year in the state of Montana and around the Big Sky Conference with uh, the projected and uh, potential and likely headlining and front-running of the Montana schools. So we'll hear from Sam Herter about 15 minutes. We'll also go through the preseason polls. We're also going to hear from Justin Ford and Mitch Roberts, a couple seniors for the Montana Grizzlies, who represented UM here at the media conference. And then we'll also hear from a couple of Montana State Bobcats, a couple guys you're probably going to get used to hearing from, maybe you're already used to hearing from them because they're both such uh, cool customers when it comes to dealing with the media, such polished young men when it comes to the interview setting. Ty Okada, a senior safety for the Bobcats. Tommy Malott, a sophomore quarterback for Montana State. A Butte High product, a Butte American native. Those are those are the guys that will join us to round out hour number one. The Grizzlies, as I said, consensus pick to win the Big Sky Conference. They also landed a half a dozen guys on the all-Big Sky preseason team, including Patrick O'Connell, headlining the defensive squad as the preseason Big Sky Defensive Player of the Year. So we'll hear from Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz, to kick off hour number two. And then Andrew Houghton, who, again, is doing some great stuff right now, both on Twitter and SkylineSportsMT.com. He will join us to uh, wrap up hour number two and uh, send you into your Monday evening. Appreciate you for being here. Let's dive into it. The Montana Football Hour It's presented by the Advocates. Summer weather brings more distraction and dangerous driving to our roads. If you or a loved one has been injured, the Advocates are here to help you. The Advocates will handle the overwhelming legal process so you can get back on your feet emotionally 
financially and physically. Call 406-640-4444 and call today the advocates reminding you that you deserve an advocate. You can always stream the show via the station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on the Listen Live tab. Or you can always check it out on the ESPN Montana app. Great thanks to Tommy Evans for sitting in the back uh, while Andrew and I are uh, here in the Pacific time zone. Tommy's producing the show today, sitting on the other side of the glass, so we thank him for being there and also thank him for all the work when it comes to all of the various streaming and uh, archived options of this show. Did a lot of work on the ESPN Montana app. More work to come, more additions to come. So stay tuned for that. But if you need a place to watch or stream the show live and or archived, ESPN Montana app on all of your different app store platforms or station website, 1029ESPN.com. And if you want to be a part of the show, since we are abroad, since we are not in the Northwest Motorsports Studio, but we are going through the Northwest Motorsports Studio, questions, comments, thoughts, what do you think of the Big Sky Conference? Who's overrated? Who's underrated? Who was snubbed on the all-conference list? Any football questions you got, text them. 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone and text line, 888 if you want to be a part of the show. Here's how the polls went down. There, it's a point system, so the, the polls are determined by total points, and each vote is worth uh, a respective number of points. I'm probably assuming, since there's 12 teams in the league, a first-place vote's worth 12 points, a last-place vote is worth one point, and everything in between. So here's how the coaches' poll looked. Montana was number one with 111 points. Sac State number two at 110 points. Weber State, or excuse me, Montana State number three with 109 points. Weber State fourth at 84 points. Davis, UC Davis, fifth at 82 points. Eastern Washington, sixth with 76 points. Northern Arizona, seventh with 62 points, and that's then where it kind of falls off. Idaho, Portland State, Cal Poly at 10th, Idaho State at 11th and Northern Colorado at 12th. The reason this is so interesting is, one, although Montana topped the poll, they actually got the third most first-place votes. So there's 12 coaches in the league. Three of them voted for Montana. Four of them voted for second-place Sac State. And five of them voted for Montana State. Hold that thought. This indicates to me two things. One, the coaches in the league have a higher opinion of Montana's floor. I think the 111 points is reflective of barely anybody voting Montana outside of the top three, if at all. Secondly, though, I think it shows you the varying opinions on Montana State because even just one or two more votes in the top three, and the Cats are the preseason favorite to win the Big Sky Conference, but they're two points behind Montana, even though they got two more first place votes five to three the cats got uh first place nods from the coaches over montana so i think that's indicative though of what the coaches think i think that the biggest question mark at montana state is can tommy Mallott replicate the magic that he was able to harness during montana state's epic run through the fcs playoffs 
after the Cats came to Missoula and got drilled by the Grizz in the regular season finale, Matt McKay enters the transfer portal. He hits uh, the free agency wire. A fresh-faced freshman out of Butte, America, steps in, and he takes the FCS by storm. Three straight wins later, the Bobcats are in the FCS title game for the first time since 1984. I think there's been a lot of chatter about the question marks of can Tommy Mallott replicate that. To me, five, so almost half of the Big Sky Conference's head coaches voting Montana State to win the league makes me think they think he can. I think a lot of coaches in this league would very much like to have Tommy Mallott uh, on their roster. And uh, I think that, so I think it's indicative of that. I also think it's also indicative of the depth and the uh, almost certain potential of what the coaches believe in Montana. So basically, I think that when you look at these points, the coaches think that Montana, Sac State, and Montana State are the three title contenders and three teams that are at least inside track to make it into the playoffs. And then the battle for the fourth and maybe fifth spot, there's been five Big Sky teams in the playoffs once. That was last season. If there's a fourth and a fifth playoff spot, that battle then, I think, based on this vote at least, and I, I tend to agree, is between Weber State, UC Davis, Eastern Washington, and Northern Arizona. That's probably exactly uh, where I think it would be. In the media poll, the Grizz atop the poll, 356 points. The Cats just right behind, 352 points. 14 of the 31, I guess 32, media members who voted picked the Grizzlies. 13 of them picked the Bobcats. So we're talking 27 of the 32 voting media members picked either the Grizz or the Bobcats. Sac State got four media first-place votes. Weber State was fourth in this poll as well, but no first-place votes. UC Davis fifth in this poll as well, but they take the 32nd and final first-place vote uh, in the media poll. So the top five looks the same in each poll. The only difference is Montana State second in the media poll and third in the coaches' poll. Sac State, second in the coaches' poll, third in the media poll. Weber State, fourth in both. UC Davis, fifth in both. Eastern Washington, sixth in both. Northern Arizona, seventh in both. Idaho, eighth in the coaches' poll, and ninth in the media poll. Portland State, a flip-flop of that. And then sort of a consensus bottom three. Cal Poly, Northern Colorado, and Idaho State in no particular order. But uh, I actually think that one of the main storylines throughout college football right now that is directly reflected in the Big Sky Conference is that parity is not necessarily uh, thriving in this day and age of college football. I think that the, the COVID year stacked on top of all of this college football realignment, it's making the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. And I think it's going to be a lot harder for teams without resources and without uh, support to make a run uh, at any level of college football. But I think it's it's not a coincidence that these polls almost mirror each other and almost exactly mirror how we would have voted as well. Here's how Skyline Sports voted, as well as ESPN Missoula. We, we basically we don't want to inundate the conference and have a huge influence on it by sending them multiple polls from our multiple outlets. So we just fill out one poll, myself, Brooks Nuanas, uh, Ty Gregorak, Andrew Houghton, we all get together and kind of decide what we're going to do. I score out the the wins and losses, and then uh, we submit one poll for our organizations, basically, so we don't have, you know, 
a, a skewing number of uh, points and votes and all that. But we voted the Grizz to win the league. So we were one of those 14 first-place votes. We had the Cats second. So that's exactly how the, the coaches and the media had it. We had Sac State third. And then we had Weaver State fourth. We had UC Davis fifth. And then NAU, actually, we had sixth. Eastern Washington, we had seventh. So the reason is just the difference in schedule. I think uh, Eastern Washington has a significantly harder schedule than NAU and also, I think, probably the hardest schedule in the big sky, both non-conference and conference. I think NAU has the easiest schedule among the contending teams in the big sky. So uh, that's why we went that way. But I, I don't think it's a coincidence that how we voted was basically how almost everybody voted. And I, I also think that it's going to be sort of crazy in the fact that there's not going to be that much craziness in it. I, I would utter, be utterly shocked if the Montana teams missed the playoffs. I would be pretty shocked if Weber State missed the playoffs. If Sac State fell off the map, it wouldn't completely shock me. But that's just a recency bias from their playoff performances. They're 15-1 and at Big Sky Conference play under Troy Taylor. So uh, it's hard to hate on them. More on the polls, more on the all-Big Sky preseason team. But first, one of our favorite guys, great friend of the show, joining us right before taking an adventure down the highway to Cheney. Well, Sam is making the pilgrimage to the Inferno, so we got to bust this out quick. Hectic morning here at the Big Sky kickoff. Super fun morning. Love being here. Love kicking off football season. Sam Herder, Hero Sports, joins us now. So for, for some instant reactions... Live from the Big Sky kickoff here in Spokane, Washington. Sam, thanks for being here, man. Uh, first and foremost, the polls come out today. Uh, anything that surprised you, or what did you think of just the way that the, the polls played out? Montana tops both of them, but Sac State, Montana State, Weber State is sort of right there, and I think that's kind of what we expected. Yeah, I think those three are kind of interchangeable uh, at the top. I think I did go Montana State 1, Montana 2, Sac State 3. But I think, I mean, honestly, there's maybe a realistic scenario where all three go 7-1 and in conference play and and tie at the top. But I think those are the top tier. But then after that, I mean, the second tier, you look at Weber State, UC Davis, Eastern Washington. Like, that's a pretty good 4, 5, 6 in there as well. Then after that, I mean, Northern Arizona could surprise some people. Idaho, a lot of, you know, a lot of excitement there. Um, Portland State has a lot of returning starters and so I think uh, you just look up and down uh, the preseason poll uh, a lot of good teams in the big sky this year the schedule is a little bit more balanced with one less team how much do you look at the schedules when, when you're looking at the poll yeah I definitely definitely factor uh, that into it um, especially when I was doing my trying to predict wins losses for, for each team and see you know who has you know decently uh, you know they, they, they got favored kind of in the Big Sky scheduling draw. Um, as far as, like, the top teams, I think they're all, like, there's not, like, Sac State last year kind of had an easier draw, but I, th- I, but I think all, like, the top teams all have, like, tougher draws. Um, and there are some other teams. Like, I think Northern Arizona kind of has a, a decent draw, so that's one that, you know, maybe they go five and three in conference play or something like that. So I do factor that in, but still for the most part, I kind of just look at, okay, who do I think are the best teams? Um, and I, I think I factor that more into the, the schedule. It is so interesting because this year it's true. Most of the teams that are projected to be the playoff contenders have at least a couple games against each other. But I think that's what's going to make the schedule so fun. I mean, you can pick out once conference play starts September 24th, you can pick out a game of the week or a game, two games of the week that really are going to have ramifications in the playoff picture. Yeah, and that's what, I mean, even in week one, week two non-conference, I'm always looking at how are these games going to impact the playoff picture. And so even when Montana plays South Dakota, that can impact the playoff picture. But especially when you get to conference play, you're going to have maybe six, seven teams in the big sky 
vying for playoff spots. I think there's only going to be room for five. Um, and so every week there's going to be two games that are involving teams in the playoff hunt that are going to have big-time playoff implications. So I think this is going to be a really fun year uh, in the Big Sky. And I'm not just saying that because I'm here. I actually think like there's going to be some good games to, to watch. Sam Herter joined us, Hero Sports, senior FCS analyst for M- uh, Bet MGM as well as Hero Sports. Tell us, uh, in terms of the, the non-conference, the Montana-South Dakota game is a good one. Is there any non-conference games in this league that really stand out that you'll think will have repercussions? There's a couple teams that, I mean, like Eastern's playing Oregon and Florida. You know, uh, Idaho plays a couple Power Fives as well. So th- there's some tough FBS opponents, but is there any FCS-FCS crossovers you can think of that are going to be huge games? I think that uh, Sam Houston NAU is probably another good one as well. Yeah. Uh, trying to think off the top of my head, uh, UC Davis is going back to South Dakota State. Uh, they played in the playoffs, so that'll be a big one. Uh, and under the radar one is UND going to Northern Arizona. I agree. Yeah, because UND went five and six last year. All five losses were to playoff teams by six points or less. So they're a, a playoff quality team. And you look at Northern Arizona, like I said, maybe they go four and four in league play. Maybe they go five and three in league play. And if they can get a win against a respectable FCS team in the non-conference like UND, maybe a seven and four overall NAU team, you know, gets in over a six and five UND team because of that head-to-head win. Um, and so I think that's, that's a big one that is under the radar because neither one of them are going to be preseason ranked in the top 25. Uh, but I think that's going to be a really good non-conference game. You mentioned maybe five teams out of this league. Five teams got in last year. That's the most ever out of this league. So funny because we're now 10, I guess so this is the 11th season of the expanded league since the Great West joined the, the Big Sky. And then now we've seen additions, subtractions, North Dakota moving on, Southern Utah, all that, the return of Idaho. But here we are with the 12-team league. And I think that since it's been 12 or 13 teams, the initial goal for the league was four teams. And now that's been consistently happening, four to five teams the last three football-played seasons. Is that the new barometer? Is five or is, is four still more like the realistic expectation out of this conference? I think five is definitely realistic, uh, especially when you have, like, the CAA uh, might just be a two-big league this year without James Madison. You know, Sam Houston is not in the whack, and so that might be a two-bid league now. Jacksonville State is out as well, so I think there's more spots uh, to gain, even though there is one extra auto-bid uh, this year. But, yeah, I think five is kind of a realistic number. Um, I don't think it'll ever... I shouldn't say ever, but I don't think it'll hit six just because that's 25% in the field. We saw the Valley do it last year. It's just, the CAA did it a few years ago, but six is quite a bit. But I do think five is now kind of like the the expectation, I guess. And then from there, it's just a matter of, you know, to, to continue getting more respect nationally, you know, you want to get three teams in the quarterfinals, two teams in the semifinals, and then consistently have a team represented uh, in Frisco. That's, that's when you kind of gain respect nationally and all of a sudden the playoff committee like looks at you differently and all of a sudden maybe you know two years from now maybe the big sky does get six teams in because they've gained that respect no one is now here speed radio swx montana television coming to you from the big sky kickoff in spokane sam herter hero sports joining us here uh sam you mentioned your poll it was a very close vote for the top couple spots the grizzlies came out on top in both polls, even though the Grizz got three first-place coaches' votes, Sac State got four, Montana State got five, and then in the media poll, 14 first place for the Grizz, 13 for the Bobcats. You were one of the guys that voted for the Cats. What gives you a sense of belief in Montana State? Yeah, I think I just have 
less questions about Montana State than Montana, which which might sound weird because there are questions about Montana State, right? I think often offensive line is a pretty big question mark, but I think just with that system, you know, they'll get things figured out. Defensive line, I think, too, is a bit of a question mark, but they did such a good job last year, Montana State, rotating where the guys that maybe weren't starters last year, they're, they're going to step in and do, and do just fine. And I think the main thing for me is the quarterback position. Um, Montana still has a question mark there uh, a little bit. Uh, we'll see how Lucas Johnson does. I think he'll be solid, but Montana State just hit a different gear with Tommy Mowat. Uh Now, a full season, we'll see how he does. He's not. I can't imagine he's going to be running the ball 25 times a game. I mean, you can do that in the playoffs because it's winner go home. But you know, throughout a season, how do defenses adjust? How do how does Montana State's offense look when he's not running the ball that many times? But I still think they just hit a different gear uh, with Tommy Malott, um, and they have really good players around him. So that's why I still kind of give Montana State the edge there. What's your what's your uh, analysis of the Bobcat defense? Just given the the talent that they lose, but also the talent that they return, it's an interesting dichotomy, right? Yeah, it is. I I really like I like the ba- I really like the linebackers, um, Callahan O'Reilly. I really like him. Uh, the safeties I think is uh, especially great group. Uh, Ty Okada, I had a chance to talk to him numerous times this week, and a great guy, hell of a player, one of my favorite guys to watch um, when he's on the field. That the cornerbacks will be solid as well. The defensive line I think is the question mark, um, but again, a lot of those guys have experience. It's just, I mean. We saw it in Frisco. You have to be elite, elite on the defensive line. And Montana State was pretty dang good on the defensive line uh, last year. And can they reach that level again this year? I'm not sure because they lost some pretty big names. But I do still think they'll have one of the better defensive lines in the FCS. For so long, this was a quarterback-driven league, a quarterback-influenced league. Now you look around here, though. You got Jake Dunaway, who's a returning all-conference player at Sac State. And then most of the rest of the sort of notable names at the position are guys that are, are relatively unproven. I mean, Tommy Mallott caught lightning in a bottle and had a great month. Can he do it the regular season? Can he do it during conference play? Uh, R.J. Martinez was great at NAU, uh, but that was also you know, a small sample size. How does he do as a full-time starter? How do these guys avoid the sophomore slump? So what do you think of just sort of the, the transition in the narrative around that position in the league? Because it's interesting that there's multiple teams picked to finish toward the top of the league that do actually have huge question marks at that position. Yeah, it's interesting because you go back just a couple of years ago and, you know, you look at a lot of All-American and, and you know, Walter Payton Ward. It was a lot of Big Sky uh, quarterbacks. Now... I look at the running back position in the Big Sky, um, and I know Gilliam and Afonso got preseason accolades, but you look at Josh Davis, who's battled injuries. Um, you look at Marcus Knight coming back. Maybe people forgot about him and what he did in 2019. Uh, Elijah Dotson, uh, formerly Sac State, now at Northern Colorado. Like Those are five All-American level names from the running back position in this conference. And so... There has been a shift in, in style of play a little bit. There's still a lot of really good wide receivers uh, in the Big Sky Conference, but I think there's been a more emphasis put on establishing the run. Um, and so I think there's a lot of good offensive linemen in this uh, in this conference, a lot of good running backs. But to win a national title, to make a deep playoff run, you need you need that quarterback play. And so which you know which one of these guys are going to step up and do it? We saw Tommy do it last year in the playoffs, obviously, but um, you know a full season ahead of him, you know, can he get the Bobcats back to, to that level? Uh, can Lucas Johnson kind of be that difference maker uh, at quarterback for, for the Grizz as well? Um, so yeah, that, that'll be interesting to watch. Sam Herder, Hero Sports, joining us here on ESPN Radio. Last thing for you, then any big surprises today that, uh, that coming out of this, or anything anything that you learned? from the last couple days in general that maybe you didn't know or didn't expect about the big sky? 
Uh, you know, one thing, I, I'm doing the anonymous Big Sky head coaches thing. I love this. This is a good one. You need, you need to read this. This is very fun always. And so the questions I asked are, you know, who's your preseason favorite to win the Big Sky? Uh, who's one Big Sky player you would draft on your team? Um, what's the best FCS head coaching job out there? And what do you think the future of the FCS looks like in the changing landscape of, of Division One football? And I got a lot of really, you know, great answers. Um, you know, the, the FCS-G5 merger is something that was just kind of media talk for a long time. Multiple coaches brought that up today about that being a possibility. So... I'm not saying, like, they were all basically started their answer out saying, I don't really know what's going to happen. No one really does, but they all brought that up, and that tells me that we could see a shift where there's always going to be a spot for the FCS and these type of teams, but is it going to be just the FCS, or is there going to be three subdivisions where there's that top of FCS G5 merger and then the rest of the FCS? And a lot of coaches think we could be heading toward that, toward that and I thought that was pretty interesting. That's what we think, too. A lot of coaches told me similar thoughts on the record, so this is something that's being circulated a lot. The best part about it is none of us have any idea what's actually going to happen. That makes great talk radio. This guy's got to hit the road. He's going to Cheney for the first time to see the Inferno. I mean, you've seen pictures of it, but I mean, you're only half an hour away. You might as well go check it out, right? Yeah, shout out to Lawrence Smith. Uh, I know him, FCS Fans Nation. He lives in Cheney. He, he shot me a DM and said, hey, you're in the area. You might as well, you know, come out, see the red turf, see the town. Uh, then I can drop you off at the airport. My flight leaves later today and I said, yeah, I mean, I've never seen it in person before, so got to check it out. I've seen it on TV a bunch. Hot take, red hot take. I, I kind of like the turf. I, I, I don't mind it, actually. Um, we'll see how I feel once I see it in person, but I'm, I'm excited to go check it out. Well, Sam and I will have a lot of stuff for you throughout the rest of the fall, but uh, football officially underway for the Big Sky kickoff. Media Days in Spokane. Thanks for being here, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Sam Herter, one of the best in the business, Bet MGM Hero Sports, senior FCS analyst. You can follow him on Twitter, at Sam Herter. That's H-E-R-D-E-R. FCS, appreciate Sam for making some time with us on this busy weekend. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN Montana app. Coming to you live from Spokane, Washington, the Davenport Grand Hotel, Big Sky Media Days, rolls on. How about a couple players from the projected league champions montana the consensus pick by the coaches and the media to win the big sky conference justin ford mitch roberts a pair of seniors for the grizzlies join us next keep it right here nuanas now espn radio Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultelaw.com. It's new on is now. 
102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. We are coming to you live from Spokane, Washington. The Big Sky Kickoff Media Conference here, the official start of football season. The Montana Football Hour rolls on. A few more interviews to get to here in this Montana Football Hour, including a couple Grizzlies. Seniors, Justin Ford, Mitch Roberts, the Grizz, the consensus pick, but just by a whisker to win the Big Sky Conference. The Grizz topped the media and the coaches poll, but just a couple points ahead of Sac State and Montana State in the coaches poll, and just a couple points ahead of Montana State in the media poll. So it should be a three-way and heated race for the top spot in the Big Sky Coming to you from the Big Sky kickoff here in Spokane, Washington, here with the preseason Big Sky favorite Montana Grizzlies, Justin Ford, Mitch Roberts, a couple seniors for the Grizz representing here on ESPN Missoula. Uh, thanks for being here, guys. Justin, we'll start with you. First of all, the polls come out. I know that uh, it's uh, something that's, you know, a feather in the cap, but obviously you guys got to go prove it. But when you see Montana sitting atop the the uh, the preseason polls, what do you think? How do you feel? Um, it's definitely cool being honored by your peers or the uh, coaches around the conference. Like you said, you know, we can't really take too much weight to it. You know, we really got to go out there and do it. So um, being ranked so high, we could have been ranked the, the last team. We would have been believing that we got to win every game we got to play to achieve our goal. So, And, uh, Mitch, it seems like uh, forever ago that you were at Missoula Sentinel and now here you are coming into your senior year with the Grizz. So, uh, what's the journey been like for you, and uh, what's it like being at this event? This is sort of like the the kickoff to your to your last dance, so to speak. Yeah, it means a lot to me. Um, seeing my progression throughout college has been pretty awesome, and uh, it's an honor to represent uh, my teammates and uh, program here at this Big Sky kickoff. And it's been a cool opportunity to meet some of the other players on the, throughout the conference and coaches. And so, yeah, it's been pretty cool. College football is so interesting because so much of the work happens when you're not playing games, right? So, Justin, just take us through when you lose in, in Harrisonburg to James Madison to right now. I mean, what, what's it been like in terms of what you guys have been working on? But also, what's kind of the mindset? I mean, it must have been motivating for you guys to know that you were so close last year but then have so much coming back into this year. Definitely. Um, we just want to just harp on being where your feet is at. So we took the we took that loss to JMU on the chin, and we know we just got to be better next year if we want to um, get to where we want to be. So, yeah, just been working hard, just putting in the work every day, and that's kind of like the foundation of what we're built on. So just keeping that moving going forward. On the offensive side of the ball, Mitch, um, what sort of progress do you guys made? What have been the big priorities uh, in the offseason? Well, I think just – it comes down to chemistry on offense. I mean, uh, being in rhythm with each other, quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs, knowing your assignment. And uh, if you can do all those things, I think that that's what creates a good offense. And um, the experience that we have coming back, I think guys know the expectation on offense and uh, the things that we're capable of doing. And um, so coming into fall camp, I think we're looking forward to seeing what we have. A lot of young guys played last year in the running backs room, but he also have a veteran guy coming back with Marcus Knight. So what do you think of that position group? Because it, like, it seems like Marcus obviously would be a great addition, but you also have some guys that showed that they, uh, they showed flashes uh, last year. So what do you think of just the, the running game, the running backs? Well, our uh, 
our B room is always talented, I feel like. And, you know, like you said, the, there were some younger guys last year that ended up getting some reps. So it was nice to have those guys get some experience. And then them coming into this year, they kind of know what to expect. And then having Marcus and uh, Nick Osmo back will be a, obviously a, a nice nice thing to have as well. So, um, yeah. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, coming to you from the Big Sky Kickoff, Montana Grizzlies. Joining us, Justin Ford, Mitch Roberts here on uh, Nuanas now. Justin, what was the most challenging part of acclimating to this defensive scheme? Because what you guys are running is, is uh, I'm not going to say unique, because there's a few other places running it, but high pressure, you know, uh, hit you in the face. The quarterback's going to get hit pretty much every time they drop back to pass. So in the defensive secondary, I mean, what's it like adjusting to that? What was the challenge for you learning the scheme? Um, to be honest, there really wasn't much adjusting. Um, I had to make sure I definitely learned the playbook front and back. So when you don't know the playbook, you know, you hesitate. You're not moving as fast. You're thinking without just playing. And uh, being able to get the playbook down just allowed me to go out there and play, which I think for any athlete will bring the best version of yourself out. But yeah, like you said, the quarterback is going to get hit most of the time the whole game. So it, it fits perfectly for me. Um, any mistakes, we just look to make them pay. And, and luckily, last year, there was a lot of mistakes made. So I just rep the benefits of that. Having a coach, uh, you know, a position coach that was such a great player himself, how much does that translate? And what have you thought of just some of the stuff Coach Bradford has taught you? What have you learned from him? Yeah, um, Coach Bradford is, like, so insightful. I think I like to say I know a lot about the game and a lot about my position playing it for so long. And, and he's just, like, so obviously being a professional, he just knows so much more. So, like don't know just picking his brain and sometimes like in film he'll point out something like yeah when they throw a fade it hits here and then we'll play the game and watch film and exactly what he said it comes to life so things like that on like the splits rules and stuff like that just the, the little things that I don't know yet that he puts into me it just makes me play so much better and helps other corners as well and Mitch uh, I know you got your head coach sitting right here and he's going to tell everybody uh, there's a there's a competition to every position coming into fall camp. But I got to ask you about the quarterbacks, maybe not individually, but just that group in general, because obviously you're going to have likely a new starter there at quarterback. What do you think of uh, just the group in general? What sort of work did you guys get done uh, this offseason? Well, I, I think that um, our summer workouts, we've been getting some good work in with QBs, and it's good to see uh, them competing each and every day. And I think going into fall camp, I It'll be uh, it'll be fun to see where we're at um, with the wide receivers and quarterbacks working together, and it'll be it'll be good. Justin, what was your favorite moment of last season? Or mo- multiple moments is fine too. But what what are you, what are the, some of the memories that stick out? Um, yeah, there was, a, there was quite a few. So I don't really want to make a one, but I could do two of them. Uh, one is definitely the return from Montana State. Um, that was like amazing. It kind of like I told somebody else, like it went so quiet when I picked the ball up, and then like once I scored, like it just got loud again, and uh, just having the feeling of knowing like that game was pretty much over after that point was was great. And then the pick six against Eastern Washington was also um, a good feeling as well. Um, there was a lot of hype going into that game from the last game being so great of a finish, and to be able to play a hand in us winning that game was big, and getting the playoff win that was amazing. Getting this program back to the point where you're, you're picked to win the league and you know, top five in the country and all those things. As a Missoula guy, what factors have gone into that and what does that mean to you, Mitch? Well, I'd probably say a lot of hard work. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've watched the Grizz from when I was very young and watched Coach Houck win a lot of championships throughout the years growing up. And uh, 
to see where the program's at now is right where we want to be right now. And um, we just got to go. We got to keep working and uh, take it each game by game and see where we're at. So these next couple weeks, then uh, I guess the next month and a half leading up to the season opener. What are the main goals? We'll start with you, Justin. What are the main goals uh, d- defensively and just as a program, as a team, uh, preparing for now your senior year? Yeah, so we want to start small. So the, obviously our first goal is to win our first game. And hopefully we just keep doing that week by week. And then the bigger things come to life, like conference championship, national championship. But, yeah, um, we, just want to, we just want to be the best version of ourselves week in and week out. And, Mitch, same thing for you. Um, how do you make these goals and, and uh, aspirations come to fruition? What's what's the next six weeks look like for the offense, for the team? Uh, I would say just practice, fall camp, um, keep working, uh, learn from the film, and uh, kind of keep it, take it day by day. Um, I mean, the sky's the limit for our program, hopefully, and just got to keep working. Montana Grizzlies preseason favorites in the Big Sky Conference. Mitch Roberts, Justin Ford here on Nuanas Now. Thanks for being here, guys. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. A couple great guys right there. How about a couple great guys from the Montana State side of things? Tommy Malat, Ty Okada. Next, Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. ESPN Radio Missoula. The Big Sky Kickoff Media Days just wrapped up, so we'll be hitting the road back to Missoula right after this show. But some uh, reactions, comments, and interviews coming out of this event, including an upcoming one from a couple outstanding players for the Montana State Bobcats. Tommy Malott, Ty Okada will join us in here in just a minute. It's part of our Montana Football Hour presented by the Advocates. If you or a loved one has been injured in an accident, call 406 406- 640-4444 and talk to the advocates today. The advocates will handle the paperwork and frustrating phone calls with the insurance companies for you so you can focus on helping your loved one heal and recover peacefully. Chat with your advocate today at montanaadvocates.com. Kickoff of the Big Sky kickoff here in Spokane, Washington. Nuana's now ESPN Radio sitting here with a couple Montana State Bobcats. Ty Okada, senior to be. Tommy Malott, sophomore quarterback. Thanks for being here, guys. First of all, Ty, what's it feel like being here? Is this sort of like the, the beginning? I don't want to say the beginning of the end, but this is like the kickoff to your senior year, right? Is it kind of an interesting experience representing Montana State going into your senior year? Absolutely. I feel super blessed that Montana State Coach Vegan would pick me to represent Montana State, and it's really just a whirlwind of emotions because, you know, to your point, it is sort of the kickoff to the last ride that I have, you know, but um, – Ultimately, yeah, just a whirlwind of emotions, and I'm just excited to be here and represent Montana State. And Tommy Blatt lands on the uh, all-conference preseason team. Congratulations. Uh, you're one of the youngest guys here, so uh, what's it like sort of learning how to navigate all this stuff when you're a sophomore, and how do you kind of balance the weight? Because it is kind of extra responsibility for you to do this, but you're kind of used to this, too, growing up in Butte. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just like Ty was saying, it's a, it's an honor to be, you know, selected to come and represent Montana State uh, here at, at the Big Sky kickoff. Um, certainly as a, as a going to be a sophomore for, for football, uh, you know, it's quite the honor, uh, you know, pretty early on in my career. So I'm just kind of taking it in stride and, you know, giving my, giving my best to, you know, to represent, you know, what Montana State's all about. Um, you know, I think I, we have a lot of guys that, that it would have been great to be here as well. Um, and so ultimately, you know, I, I, I'm extremely excited about the season. And uh, I think that I think that we've done a great job this weekend, you know, kind of um, being able to represent what we're all about. Preseason polls are out. Montana State picked second and third, respectively, in the polls, but really tight. I mean, it was like two points away for the top three. So, Ty, what do you think that says about just the depth of this league? Definitely. I mean, the Big Sky, we pride ourselves in being a great competitive conference. Um, ultimately, the preseason doesn't mean anything. We're going to have to go out there and, and prove that all on the field and take care of business come the season. So, you know, it, it is what it is. But it definitely, to your point, it just it, it speaks to how competitive the Big Sky is. And, it, and it's great to be a part of that conference and that experience as a player. Tell me, what's this offseason been like? Because last year was such a great run down the stretch. You were sort of one of the featured guys in that run. Uh, but then the work really starts, right? So what's the last eight, nine months been like for you guys as a program and for you as a quarterback? Yeah, I think uh, after that national championship game, we had a, about a week to go home, and we were right back, you know, that that, that next Monday, that mo- week and a half, whatever, to that Monday. And we were, we were working out again, getting ready for, for this upcoming year. And so that entire, you know, ride for me, I, you know, a lot of recovering, but a lot of the guys, you know, I got to see them in the weight room every single day, working their butts off, uh, extra stuff out on the field. Uh, when they could, you know, with the snow or whatever, but uh, a lot of guys persevering through that that little winter block, and then we got into, you know, got into spring ball. I was pretty healthy. Um, was able to go all five weeks, and I think we got a lot of really good work in. Um, feeling very confident that, you know, I, I think we we, we uh, improved as an entire team, and, uh, you know, that's the second block you're looking at there in that offseason training, and now that third block is just kind of coming to a close right now. Um, you know, our guys uh, have been working their butts off. We've been getting faster, stronger, um, more athletic, uh, working on those little details. You know, also being able to translate into the uh, on the onto the field with uh, you know with some film study on our own. And uh, I think we're I think uh, it's been a it's been a great off season for us, and we're looking forward uh, you know to the beginning of August and, and the beginning of fall camp. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, Ty Okada, Tommy Watt joining us here on Nuanas Now. Uh, Ty, I think there was only 19 Division One schools in the country that had two defensive players get drafted. Montana State was one of them. So what's the the dynamic like of the defense when you have to replace a second and a seventh round draft pick? Definitely. And and I know it sounds cliche when, you know, you say something like, oh, it's just like any other year you've got, you know, shoes to fill. But ultimately it is that. And it's going to take just, I think, with those guys getting drafted, you know, that's a big deal. That means you got a lot of productivity out of them. It just means that more guys in other areas are going to need to step up, right? And so we've got great linebackers coming in. You know, Cal will be there again, which is great. He's a phenomenal leader and a cornerstone of that defense, right? And so we've got other guys that are going to fill in those shoes, but also just surrounding support that I think is going to be imperative to this defensive success, and we're going to have that. And I look forward to more guys stepping up just like any other time that we've had, you know, where guys are going to need to fill in and definitely, you know, kind of like what I was saying earlier, just in other areas. It's so interesting, too, because 
what Troy Anderson can do is so special and so unusual. That I've been saying this for the last couple of months. You can't actually expect anybody to kind of do that. I mean, you got, he, can, he can do stuff that no one else can do. So it's not like, oh, we got to find somebody else that can do this. No one can do that. So you're just not going to do that stuff anymore, right? Like you're not going to just bump your inside linebacker to man up to Lolo Limu Jones in the slot against Eastern Washington ever again. You know what I mean? So, um, I mean, does that – I don't want to say ease the burden, but, I mean – it's not an expectation to do that. They, Summer just has to rise up to do what they can do, right? Without a doubt, absolutely. And so from that Mike position, we'll, we'll still have a ton of productivity from, you know, Nolan or whoever else is in that position. Sure. We'll just have a ton of productivity, and it'll just look a little bit different, to your point. But without a doubt, you know, like I was saying earlier, it's just guys stepping up in other areas, and that's what it'll look like. And it'll look a little bit different on our defense, but at the same time, not, not too much, just from that Mike position necessarily. And on the edge, Brody Gruby, high expectations, lands on the uh, the all-conference team, even though he wasn't a full-time starter last year. But when you saw him, I mean, flashed big time. I think he was like 11th in the league in sacks, even though he wasn't a full-time starter. So well, what do you think of his potential, and, and what does he need to do to sort of fulfill those expectations? So you saw Daniel have a super incredible season last year, right? Well, it may surprise you, it may not, for me to tell you that athleticism-wise, he actually matches right up there with oh, Daniel sure. in terms of his vertical explosiveness, weightlifting, I mean, everything. You see, you see those same qualities and attributes that Daniel possessed in Brody, and Brody's going to come out and have an incredible year. I'm really excited to see him have a full, you know, established position, and you know, to your point, he maybe he didn't start last year, but it, rightfully so, he made that preseason list, and I think he's going to surprise a lot of people, or maybe not. I think a lot of people do already have that high expectation. I know we do as a team. We've seen what he's capable of, and, and so I think he's going to come out and have a phenomenal year, and I'm really excited as a defensive player to go out and see that. Montana State quarterback Tommy Malott, Montana State safety Ty Okada here on ESPN Radio. A question for both of you guys. Tommy, from your perspective, one of the most interesting stories in the league this year is how many veteran running backs that have been around forever. I'm going to ask you about this in a minute, Ty, because you've gone against a lot of these guys. One of those guys is, is the guy that lines up behind you, though. And, I mean, Isaiah Fonse defined workhorse last year. So what would you think operating in the backfield with him? And, uh, I mean, what do you think of him coming into his senior year? Because he has a chance to pretty much rewrite the record books at Montana State. Absolutely. I mean, having him, you know, right next to me, though, those uh, those games that he was he was healthy, it was a godsend. You know, the guy's got so much experience back there, um, had so much confidence, and it really just vibrated, you know, throughout the our entire offense. Uh, and so, you know, that's kind of how I see him again this year. He's he's the older guy. He's got a lot of experience, uh, along with Willie Patterson, you know, a wide receiver. Um, and those guys are really going to be, you know, they have the experience, they have the knowledge, um, and they're going to be passing that along to, to all the younger guys. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of guys with experience that were younger last year that are obviously continuing to, um, you know, gain that experience and gaining that knowledge. Uh, but, you know, we're extremely excited for Isaiah this year, and uh, I think he's going to have another great season. So we're really excited about what he'll, what he'll do on and off the field for us. And this is year 16 covering the big sky for me. And I've never, I can't remember a group of running backs like this not only in their town, there's always been good running backs in the league, but Josh Davis, Alonzo Gilliam, Isaiah Fonse, and Elijah Dotson all were the starting guy at their schools when they were freshmen. And now here they are four years later. You know, there's been injuries as there always is, but, I mean, the durability of these guys is incredible, right? I mean, if you have been going against these, it's pretty much like you know the scout on half the running backs in the league, right? Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And I kind of chuckled when you said it's year 16. It feels like year 16 for me <laughs> as well with this with this COVID year. But, no, definitely I think in the big sky and even last year, you know, we are going over the scouting 
reports, and each week it was like, this is the best back we're going to face. Next week, this is the best back we're going to face. And it just felt like so repetitive, but it, the coaches weren't wrong. You know, sure. every single week, you're just you're going up against a really great back, which is great for us. You know, that that's going to bring the best out of your defense, and it, you're going to have the right mindset going into preparing for that week. And, and to your point, it's just incredible the amount of depth that the running back position has in the big sky, and it's a testament to the conference. Well, and I think it's so interesting, too, because – the league is so good. You could feasibly be like a third-team all-league running back in the Big Sky Conference and still be an All-American, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, no, it's incredible. Yes. Uh, Tommy, I want to ask you also, one of the other fun storylines in the league is that uh, the top four kickers are all back. First, second, third-team, and honorable mention. You guys got one of them. I thought Blake Lesnar was nails last year for a freshman. Uh when you're operating an offense, obviously you guys want to get in the end zone, but being able to get to a certain point in the field and know you're going to get points away, that must give you a lot of confidence as a quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Blake's a kid that came in with me. Uh, he's one of my roommates. He's one of my best friends oh, nice. on the team, you know, and so uh, Blake and I, you know, we uh, we have a great relationship. Uh, last year, I was super excited for him uh, to begin off the season with all those great kicks, and he got, you know, obviously that first game in Wyoming, I, hit, I think he hit a 54-yarder to start out his, his career, you know, um, and that just, you know, his confidence has been through the roof. He's, he's, he's really ready to go. Um, you know, we're really happy with how everything's been progressing, and I think he's I think he's developed as a kicker because, you know, a guy, in high school he was a guy that was, you know, playing corner. He's, he's a great athlete. He played corner, played wide receiver, and then he was just a really great kicker on top of it. But now, you know, going into uh, going with that last offseason, I think he's he's really developed, and, uh, you know, it's, it's great to have that in the back pocket. You know, we have, we have our, uh, obviously our, initiative to you know get into that end zone every single time we have the ball but you know that guy's he's got a leg that you know we can trust him from just about anywhere on the field so we're extremely we're extremely lucky to have him Nora's now a couple of Montana State Bobcats joining us here from the Big Sky kickoff. Ty Okada, Tommy Malat. Last thing for you then, Ty. Uh, what's between now and the opening of fall camp? I mean, pretty much all the work is done at this point. So what does it take to kind of hit the ground running and, and get ready for this 2022 season? Without a doubt, like you said, you know, the time has come. At this point, it's it's really about just preparing mentally, you know, getting your mind right, getting ready for a long season, um, and, and just being in the right spot mentally is what I think is that last step right before we get this thing kicked off. There you go. A couple of representatives from the Montana State Bobcats here on Nuanas Now. Who were some of the biggest surprises on the preseason All-Big Sky team? Who were some of the biggest snubs? I'll give you a hint. Both those guys make the list, plus reactions about the preseason polls and the All-League teams. To get our number two role, this has been the Montana Football Hour, presented by the Advocates. More Big Sky kickoff coverage live from Spokane, Washington. Riley Corcoran, Voice of the Grizz, Andrew Houghton, ESPN Radio, and much more. Hour two coming at you. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore. Your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.